So this is a bonus episode of uh, the Faithwire podcast, and we have a special guest with us here today. Mandisa, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So how are you doing? You've got a book coming out, and I mean, all kinds of things. You're traveling. What's life been like? I actually have not been traveling very much lately. Um, you know, in 2020, I was on tour with mm. the Newsboys, and then, of course, the world shut down. Right. So we just finished um, the last tour dates that we had. Those finally got to happen. And I haven't been on the road very much since. I've been really focusing on um, the book, and I've got a few mm. speaking engagements. So it's kind of a new world for me right now. So what has it been like not, because you're used to traveling all the time as a singer, and, you know, what has it been like yeah. to to take some time off over these last two years or so? Yeah, it's, well, it's been really interesting. You know, I, I certainly, the tour was going really great. And then when everything shut down, I remember um, us being on the road and actually the stage was up and we were preparing to start getting dressed when everything shut down and everybody thought it's just going to be a couple of weeks and we'll be right <laughs> back. And so two years later, we finally got to make it happen. Um, it, the pandemic was not easy for me. It started yeah. out great. Um, but then bit by bit, because I am a single woman, I live by myself. I did get a pandemic puppy. And so she was very <laughs> great for me during that season. But um, bit by bit, I just started going into that, that dark place, which is really what the book is about. And I realized this is not something that I can say I have conquered and I'm out of the dark and, you know, I'm victorious in it. It's something yeah. I really have to focus on on a regular basis because I feel like, you know, that him, I'm prone to wander. And so I, it's, I feel like it's the thorn in my flesh that I'll always need to turn to the Lord for, because it's not easy for me being by myself a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, I can relate to so much of that because I'm a single guy. And, and when the mm -hmm. pandemic started, it was kind of a, it was a bit of a novelty. So it felt kind mm -hmm. of like, oh, we can do this. Like, it'll be okay. You know, we're just, right. it's just two weeks to slow the spread was the, <laughs> was the talking <laughs> exactly. point. And then two years later, here we are. So uh, look, yeah. I think there's, I think there's so much of your story that so many people are probably still in the midst of processing, right? And there, mm -hmm. but, but there's so many things that they can relate to. So I want to transition to the book, uh, Out of the Dark, which is out on March 15th. Can you tell us a little bit about why you decided to write the book now? Yeah, you know, I my last album that I released, that was in 2016, and that is also called Out of the Dark. And then I have been releasing a podcast that I do with a licensed professional counselor, also called Out of the Dark, because um, I've come to realize mental health is not something we talk a lot about in Christendom. And so I mm. think because so many of us are battling it, we need to start talking about it or else we're going to get our information elsewhere. So um, yeah. once I started talking about these things, that's when I realized, wow, there are a lot of people who battle with similar things that I do. And I kind of just wanted to be honest with my story. It wasn't easy. It's still not easy. Um, but only because I know how it feels to see somebody and say, wow, I'm glad I'm not the only one who feels that way. So I hope mm -hmm. that it's going to bring, you know, some hope and prayerfully some healing and some steps that people can take to get out of the dark and into a, into the light, if you will. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that's so true. I was just speaking the other day with an, uh, an actor who has autism uh, and he was saying how important it is for 
actors who are on the spectrum to portray characters who are on the spectrum mm-hmm. uh, in films. Mm-hmm. He said, because it gives visibility and makes people on the spectrum realize, hey, I'm not the only one who's facing yeah. this kind of reality. This is, you know, this is is not unique to just me. There's so many other people. And I think the same is true uh, with mm-hmm. mental health and struggling with anxiety and depression. Say, look, yeah. uh, you know, somebody like like Mandisa or whoever who, who has a platform, they can say, look, I struggle with this too. Uh, and it kind yeah. of normalizes that, I think, for, for other people who might not feel like they have any sort of outlet to to talk about their struggle um yeah and there's such a stigma um I think that maybe you don't have enough faith or Mm. you know that you don't trust God enough and I I just I want to dispel that myth because you see time and time again people in the Bible who struggle with similar things I'm convinced that Elijah battled with, you know, this kind of depression, you know, he, one moment he's calling down fire and defeating the prophets of Baal. And the next moment he's sitting by a tree and he says, I want to die. And David, you know, he, you constantly see, read his songs. This was something he battled with. And yet God still called him a man after his own heart. And so I think it doesn't say, you know, that we are not as good as of a Christian because we wrestle with these things. I think it mm-hmm. really says, this is something I have to address. I'm going to address it with the Lord. And I think also other people, we have to be, um, we have to be in community to walk these things out with other people. That's been my biggest lesson in all of this. Yeah. And you know, so many people know you for your upbeat music. Uh, Overcomer is a uh, obviously a huge hit, uh, really uplifting song, but so many people don't necessarily know the story behind yeah. it. Um, so can you tell us just a little bit about some of that backstory that inspired that song and ultimately inspired you to, to, to be so open about your struggle yeah. with mental health? Yeah, so I was working on um, my album Overcomer at the same time that my friend Keisha, um, who she traveled with me for a long time, singing background, uh, she was battling with cancer and she was pregnant at the same time. And so all of these songs I found were like fight songs. Every song on that Overcomer album, yeah, I just consider it my my battle <laughs> album. Just right, it's, it's anthems, no, right? Going, yeah, yeah, and so. Um, Overcomer was actually the last song that we added to the album. We just felt like we were still missing something. And if you listen to the words, uh, you can see how it was inspired by Keisha, who, as she's battling with breast cancer and pregnant, you know, the words stay in the fight to the final round. You're not going under because God is holding you right now. That was inspired by her. And so I really, really believe, Trey, that she was going to beat this battle with cancer, that her baby was going to be born and beautiful and healthy. And he was, but she had one year with him and then she passed away. Mm. And the album released before she passed away. And I was really looking forward to, you know, being able to go back out on the road and bring her out and talk about how she overcame this battle with cancer. And so when she passed away, it just, it shook the foundation underneath me. And I, I was angry. I couldn't, I don't think I realized that at first. Um, I was numb. And then I started to question God and why he would allow these things, which eventually led to me questioning whether or not he even existed. And mm-hmm. I kept it all inside. Uh, and before I knew it, I was miserable and hopeless. I didn't want to be around anybody. I stayed in my house for two years, essentially. Um, just eating and getting worse and worse. It was a slow fade uh, until the point when I 
really wanted to end it all and had a handful of pills and really considered just taking my life in that moment. I'm thankful I didn't because I'm able to see now um, how God has redeemed it. I still wish my friend were here, but yeah. I've learned how important it is to grieve and to walk um, with God through things like that. You know, so many people have have similar stories, right? They've lost a family member, a friend, and they were so certain uh, on the front end uh, that mm-hmm. healing was going to happen in this life uh, that, you know, that exactly. we know ultimately that God will heal us in eternity, yes. uh, but mm-hmm. we were expecting it before death in this world. And it's such a, yeah. it's such a bitter pill to swallow. Um, mm-hmm. How have you learned to process that grief? What do you say to people who say, if all of this evil exists, certainly God mm-hmm. can't be good. Yeah, I, I say, you know, something that was said to me so many times during that season um, is that we really are made for more than this world. And so when we measure the goodness of God simply in terms of this world, we're missing such a huge part of who he is. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, for me, it was important to say these things to God, to not shut them down. Um, again, look at the Psalms. I mean, <laughs> you see David one minute. Um, talking about how good God is and the next minute saying, I want you to, you know, slaughter my enemies and how could you allow this? And why are you like talking to his very own soul? Um, And so I have learned how important it is to say these things because I think there, I think we miss the comfort that we get from God when we choose to just stuff it down and not say anything at all. So one of the first songs that I wrote for my out of the dark album um, starts with, you could have healed her and you've done it before. Uh, so part of it was, I just let it all out. I let God finally have it after shoving it down for so long. Um, and in that moment, when I did, that's when it kind of opened up the door for him to address some things to me, to address in my times of prayer, address in the word, address other people, how God can use other people to speak to us. Just it's, it's astounding the way that he, he speaks. And so, yeah, I just, I finally had to open it up and say to him the things that I felt like I wasn't supposed to say. Yeah. And, you know, growing up in Christian culture, for so many of us, I think it's like, you can't be angry at God. Right. (laughs) Don't tell him when you're mad. And I thought as I got older, I kept thinking, but doesn't he already know? (laughs) Like if I'm I'm mad, he already knows. Why not just let's let it all out. Let's let the elephant in the room be known and let's talk about it. So what has that journey been like for you to come to, uh, to the realization that, look, I, I am angry and I've got to be comfortable to tell God about it if I want to process it. I think that's the relationship that he's after with us is honest. Like, yes, praising God in the good, when good things happen. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, I'm an an avid NFL fans fan. I love (laughs) the Tennessee Titans. And when we score a touchdown or when we win a game, I lose my mind. I jump and I shout and I scream. How much more should I do that when God has done something extraordinary in my life? Like I want every part of my emotion um, to be given towards him. And on the flip side of that, when I'm sad or when I'm angry, learning to bring those things to him in a similar way, uh, I think is so important. And that's why I think David was a man after God's own heart is because he went to him with every feeling that he had. And that is how um, they grew a relationship, a close relationship. And so I've 
it's not easy. My default is to just numb out and to eat yeah. and to escape into an imaginary world of television and movies. Right. Uh, it's much more difficult to bring those things to God, to truly grieve and to let him know what we're feeling. Cause you're right. He knows already. And when we do that, that's when the healing can begin. Yeah. My goodness. It's so important to take that to God because I know in, in my life, it is much easier to turn on Netflix or Hulu <laughs> Totally. <laughs> and, and just like shove the anger or the sadness down. Like yeah. I'm not really lonely or I'm not really depressed right now. I can just veg right. out in front of uh, Netflix. And, uh, but the reality is that you're, you're going to have to deal with it eventually anyway. So you might as well absolutely deal with it, uh, with God at your side and, you know, with the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I want to ask you to, in the book, you talk a lot about the Psalms. You've talked a lot about the Psalms uh, in our conversation mm-hmm. and Psalm 40 is particularly important. Uh, in your journey with anxiety and depression. Can you tell us just a little bit about that? Yeah, I consider it my testimony. You know, uh, he lifted me out of the pit. Like how much Mm. more could that resonate with me out of the mud and the mire? And he set my feet on a rock and gave me a new song to sing. Like that, that is my testimony. That's who I am. These songs were birthed out of the dark period in my life. And then I love verse three, many will hear what God has done. They will be amazed and they will put their hope in him. That's my prayer for this book that as people read my story, that it's not just voyeurism, that people aren't just saying, oh, look what happened to me on Visa, but that many will hear what God has done through it. And they'll be amazed and they'll put their hope in him in the same way that I have. I I think that is what redemption is. Like not just when something happens and we get over it, but when God uses it for his glory, that's, that's what I'm after with all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you said earlier that uh, it's still difficult kind of being open yeah. and, 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 you know, letting people into this journey and, and sharing so much intimate details of your story. Mm-hmm. I want to ask what was the most challenging and maybe even the most rewarding part of writing uh, out of the dark? All of it was challenging, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Bringing, bringing some things out that maybe I had not talked about. I've talked, you know, in bits and pieces from the stage and in interviews, but I really I lay it all out there with this. And some of the stuff, I wish I could just hide it. Um, but I have learned that when I do let it out, inevitably, I hear from people that say that, they've experienced something similar and that hearing that somebody else is going through it and what God has done through it gives them hope. Um, that's what's most rewarding for me. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I've always experienced when I share things that I wish maybe I hadn't um, in yeah. hindsight. I always hear from people who are encouraged by it. So that's definitely the most rewarding part and really the only reason I did this in the first place. And, you know, by the time our readers and our our listeners, I should say, hear this podcast, the book will have just released uh, out of the dark will have just gone out onto the the shelves at bookstores and on Amazon and and wherever you get books. But I want to ask, since we have, of course, a believing audience here at CBN and at Faithwire, how can they be praying for your ministry in this season? Oh, thank you. Um, I'm going through a lot of transition right now, you know, even Mm. Uh, the pandemic definitely was the impetus of it, but even since then, like the the music that I've been releasing, it's more um, worship, it's more vertical in nature, and that's 
really different from what I'm most known for. You know, like you mentioned yeah. earlier, I'm, you know, you're an overcomer and I'm always telling the audience, this is going to make you stronger. And even it's a good morning. Um, the music that I have released since 2020 has been vertical in that it is addressing straight to God. Uh, it's, it's the kind of songs that you would hear in churches. And even in that, and um, just this new venture in speaking uh, and talking about things that are a little bit uncomfortable, uh, my default is to want to hide away and to not, to just say safe in my safe little bubble where everything yeah. is the way that I like it. But to be brave and to do what I know God is calling me to do um, without fear or without giving into the fear, I should say. Uh, I always need prayer for that because that's not naturally what my tendency is to do. Yeah. Look, I think so many people, I can relate to that. So many people listening to this will certainly relate to, to wanting to, to clam up. And, but th these are our testimonies. This is what yeah. we're here to share is, is this stuff because we know it's what will point people to Christ. So uh, I know yeah. so many people who are listening will be uh, agreeing with you in prayer uh, as, as you move forward in your ministry. But thank you so much, Mandisa, for stopping by Faithwire and talking with us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Good talking to you. You too.